Hi and welcome to Defining Boundaries, a podcast about the interesting characters from our surveying and spatial industry and their unique perspectives on life and our industry. I'm Peter Cox and I use my 25 years of contacts as a surveyor and teacher to dig deep into the lives of others. Each fortnight, I delve into the life and times of people from all over the world who share the same profession and passions. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel, like, comment, feel free to share with your friends. Do you have a question about the surveying or spatial industry? Or would you like to join me for a chat? Or would you like to hear from someone in particular? If so, send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram and we can catch up. Welcome back to part two of my chat with Matt. Grab your drink, relax, let's get back into it. Defining Boundaries with Peter Cox. Where were you when you heard a cra- the most craziest conversation? I reckon you've had a few. Where was I when I heard the craziest conversation? Oh, man. You must have Tell some, me. I swear. Uh, there's, there's, prob- there's so many. <laughs> I mean, we, we've, I've helped friends run festivals, music festivals in the woods for like 20 years. Really? Yeah, we've done all sorts of stuff. Burning Man, we've done lots of crazy fun stuff over the years. So oh. some of those festivals, you run into people only once a year and you're getting the best of everybody because they leave the default world at home and they've been planning yeah. this for a full year. So yeah. you have amazing experiences because there's zero negativity. And it's all cool. just, I'm not saying it's all peace, love and hippie and all weird like that. It's just positive, really good people just having a great time everybody there are there just to have a good time yeah and the conversations are so hilarious because people are just off their rocker and they have just shed their skin Mm -hmm. and they decided to be an animal again instead of these weird human forms which are you know we're, we're soft and rounded and we're forced to be in these square homes in these cubicles and with all these hard lines and these fake lights above us (laughs) it's just not good for us I don't think that's why being a surveyor is very important to me or a surveyor surveyor (laughs) Uh, very important because you are outside you get to be with nature even if you're on a job site where all the trees got ripped out you still get to play in the mud yeah I think that's such a a good thing I mean that's what got me into it was because um, I had to choose something to have some kind of trade career something behind me and it was like, I don't really don't want to be in an office all the time. I love being outdoors. You know, grew up down the coast, out riding my horse on the motorbikes, going to the beach, all that kind of stuff that, yeah, I don't want to be stuck inside an office like I am now. <laughs> we all end up there one day. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, like, like your office you got right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Wait, yeah. you said you had a horse? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, his name is Fred. What kind of horse was he? Uh, he was a bit of a bitza. He was a chestnut. He had um, he had he had uh, racing bloodlines. One of somewhere along the line, one of his 
parents was a racehorse and stuff, but we bought him off a family who had him in a paddock with donkeys. Um, so he was a real ass when I first got him. <laughs> <laughs> Literally a real ass. I love it. I love it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you had some bad influencers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was used to be mum had to entice him down to the back of the paddock with a carrot or something while I raced into the shed, mixed up the food, stuck my head out the shed and make sure that he was all the way down the end of the paddock because as soon as I walk out of the shed, lock it and go over to his food bin, as soon as I'd tip his food into it, he was bang, bolting up the paddock and I would have to run because the head would go straight into the into the food bin and the <laughs> up would turn around and he would start kicking. <laughs> <laughs> he used wow to, he used to fight wow. he used to fight for his food because he, he yeah a little bit possessive yeah yeah but he was beautiful when we finally had to sell him because I moved away for school so but we used to ride along the beach take him in the water yeah it was awesome I used to sounds like good time sounds like a good childhood yeah it was most definitely so that's how yeah. we my folks had to get rid of their horses because my sister was the horse person uh-huh. being six years older, 4-H and all that stuff. So when she took off to college is when they sold the horses too. Mm. But we had two horses for a long time. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah well, we, um, I had friends who had horses and used to do all the dressage and all that sort of stuff. And Ooh, fancy. Yeah, they were very fancy. Um, so I, I didn't do all that. I, I did more just the pony club, you know, the, the feral pony club <laughs> did all the barrel racing and <laughs> yeah exactly all the fun stuff <laughs> oh yeah right there was a really cool program down in tennessee called take the reins uh-huh which they had a whole bunch of older basically retired like fourth level dressage horses that and they were working with kids who either had mental disabilities, physical disabilities, or there were um, groups of like inner city kids that they would bring out there and, and use the horses and riding the horses to, to teach um, different skills. Yeah. Social skills, leadership skills, um, working as a team skills. Um, the, cool. there was, yeah, it was a really cool program. I was, Cause they were looking for anybody who had a little bit of time on their hand and since I was just doing the safety stuff and a little bit of surveying on the side, I wasn't doing the construction at the same time. So I had more time to play. That's why I was doing yeah. the firefighting too. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but they didn't have that many guys. They would have a lot of these little tiny girls, stay at home housewives yeah. who weren't big and strong enough to be able to catch these kids if they fell off and stuff. Yeah. And then the, if the guys had time, they wouldn't know anything about horses. <laughs> So I just got lucky. So I'm like, yeah, I'll, you know, I put in some time whenever I could and they would call me up. And this one, this one time when I finally figured out what the program really was about, it almost made me cry. Mm. They brought this kid in wheelchair, uh, paraplegic. We get him off the wheelchair. We get him onto a horse and we just walk him around really slow for about 15 minutes. And then he did some other stuff with we had a, it was around christmas time so they're moving stuff on the christmas trees and moving around riding the horse and steering him and all this stuff when this child got off the horse he could walk again what 
it was it was staggering and it wasn't completely smooth but something in the motion of the hips of the horse walking triggered the muscle memory in yeah. the child's legs it was crazy oh. all of a sudden this kid could kind of walk and he moved his we held up had to help him but yeah. then he gets back over to the wheelchair and he sits down for a little bit and you can see him kind of all start to lock back up again it was wild i was like what so this that's what it was all about take the reins yeah. it's a cool program in tennessee yeah. man definitely it's it's so good to see that you know you just see their faces light up and stuff when they get to do things like that as well oh yeah freedom of being on this beautiful big animal yeah mm. especially these old horses which are really nice and very patient i bet they were <laughs> yeah yeah those fourth level dressage those things were the fanciest of fancies yeah yeah definitely all right, Matt, what motivates you? Mm. That's hard to say. I mean, there's so many motivations, motivationals. I've always wanted to be able to take care of anybody and everybody around me, family, <laughs> friends, friends that are family. Yeah. I've always dreamed that if, I, I don't even I don't even play the lottery, but if I had ever won the lottery, <laughs> I would love to be able to run around and pay off people's mortgages and stuff like that and build a compound for everyone to move to and we could all have a giant garden and not have to worry about being on the grid, not worry about money and how much money you have and how much fun you can have based off of how much money you have, you know? Yeah. yeah. I want to be the person that can always take all my friends on vacations when we're older if they didn't save any money for whatever reason you know everyone has their own reasons going through life yeah so i just i've always what motivates me is to always have enough for me which is i don't need anything to be happy i'm yeah. i'm very very minimal um but i want that's why i always try to get gather as much extra as i can just so i can always try to help people when in need because man there's nothing worse than being on the ground and have to always pick yourself back up yeah. You know, it's, it's really nice when someone picks you up once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, hey, thanks. And I needed that lift and I feel loved. So just that little extra, I'm a hugger. I think that's why I like hugging people. And this stupid COVID oh, thing. So you must be really Totally. <laughs> I need my people. I need my peeps. See, that's why you got baby. You can cuddle. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. And as you can tell, I was just holding her here. Yeah. And she's like, all right, dad, whatever. Oh, yeah. I can I can hop on a skateboard and hold her like a baby and she will not even fight it. She's like, I love it. She loves it. Nice. That's nice. What's your guilty pleasure? My guilty pleasure? Mm. Uh, probably like Hershey's liquid chocolate. That <laughs> like super high corn fructose syrup, heart attack, <laughs> diabetes in a bottle. <laughs> I try to keep it out of the house, but sometimes if I'm in the ice cream mood and I can like get in an ice cream mood for like a decade, oh. <laughs> gotta like check myself on that lactose stuff. <laughs> but if I'm gonna do it right, you gotta get like a, the vanilla bean ice cream and then you gotta get like some good 
creamy, maybe Jif peanut butter or some good creamy peanut butter that just tastes like butter, not even peanuts. <laughs> and then you got to get the nasty, thick chocolate, super sugary, rot your teeth out, Hershey's chocolate syrup. And then you mix that all together and you basically make a milkshake with your spoon. Ooh. And that is, uh, man, it hurts now though. It's like the lactard that's in me, lack, you know, <laughs> totally tears up my guts <laughs> the sugar inflames my system <laughs> getting, getting old sucks peter i know i know but hey that geez that sounds pretty damn nice <laughs> right yeah mm, i yeah. like milkshakes i just try not to eat them mm. Mm. it's easy to avoid them if you don't put it in your fridge exactly and that's all it comes down to i always get in trouble because i don't buy um, you know, snacks or chocolate in the fridge, but then when it's there, it's like, well, oh, I've got to stop eating all this crap. And it's like, well, if it's in there, you're going to eat it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. if, if there's chocolate in the fridge, I'm going to eat it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh, Reese's products. Like any kind of Reese's products that's not, cups are great. Uh, but like the ones that are shapes like Christmas tree shapes or shaped like ghosts or pumpkins or or eggs, you know what I'm talking about? I know what you're talking about, but I've never, I've never had any of them. I've had the, the Reese's peanut butter cups, but I haven't had. So the, the cups have pretty thick skin on them. Yeah. So the chocolate to that peanut butter, whatever goo on the inside ratio is off a little bit, at least yeah. in my mouth. Now, those ones that are, have shapes have a very, uh, it's a very, it's the same thinness of, it's a very thin layer all the way around. It's very consistent. There's no thick edges anywhere. Yeah. Nothing that's going to cut the roof of your mouth when you put six in your own mouth at the same time. You keep them in the freezer and these things become just like bonbons, bop, 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 bop. And all of a sudden you just went through a whole bag and you like called that dinner. Oops. And you're like, no, I'm not even going to add up those calories because, you know. <laughs> Just lucky that you're out walking through the paddocks, eh? <laughs> exactly. The woods, the paddocks, the fields, I walk through all of them. Often, someone will be like, oh, you don't want to go that far. I'll give you a ride. I'm like, I'm doing this for the exercise. <laughs> Pack some more stuff on my back. I'm a mule. Let's do this. <laughs> How do you relax? Oh man, hasn't been much of that lately. Hmm. I like to uh, I like to crank some tunes. Nice. There's a there's a there's a good radio station that you could even listen to. Oh really? www.kexp.org. I've heard of it. Here it's ninety point three FM, and it's run through the UW, the University of Washington. Uh huh. And they got great DJs on there and they're spinning all sorts of great sets. And Saturday morning is Kid Hops for um, uh, Good Vibrations. Mm -hmm. So it's like reggae. And then Sunday mornings are Preaching the Blues. Nice. Which is also an awesome show. So it's really old blues. Yeah. But they have a lot of good stuff. Friday nights, Cheryl Waters. Of course, I say these days and times, but that'd be completely different for you. They would but be. They, I'm they, they, have you to know, they save them all. 
Yeah, so you can you can go online though and go through their archives. Ah. Or you can just listen to it live like I do. I was trying to get Mr. David Iping on the KEXP because there's some shows on there that he would like. Yeah, right. But a people. Oh yeah, you could tune into them and listen to them, and you would know that I'm probably listening to them too. And it's good, relax. I like to chill, listen to some music, and just. I'm currently still unpacking, so that's always nice. Like, oh, there's my silverware, or oh, there's my socks that I got at Christmas. <laughs> what are they doing in the same? What are they with random silverware? You know, you know, when you move, there's always those like weird boxes that have so much random stuff that get thrown in. Like, well, this all has to go. Yeah, I'm exactly. not organizing anymore. Those last, those last bits, and you kind of go, uh, yeah, just shove them in there, and I'll, I'll. I'll unpack it as soon as I get there and then the box sits there for a month yeah. or more or however long it may be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think unpacking can take six months sometimes. Oh, yeah. Pushing I... art around. Do what? Pushing art around. Uh-huh. I have a lot of art. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out where to put it. Yeah, that would be difficult. It just takes, it's like one of those very last things that you do. Because they've just got to be in the right spot. Sure. And then you, then you move it around. And I have a, actually a, a rotating uh, art pieces with some friends and family. Oh, cool. And about every six months to a year, I will contact them about the art and uh-huh. say, okay, what, what, let's look over the pieces that you have. People usually take between three and five pieces and they yeah. can be small. They can be giant paintings. It's stuff I've done. My family's done. We've done collaborative work or art that I've collected. Oh, wow. That's awesome. So it's all kind of like community and family and friends artwork anyways. Nice. So we then will then figure out, okay, which one of those you're ready to pass on. Mm-hmm. And people usually give up most of them. And then, cause they want all new stuff and then they all kind of rotate. And then you get five new pieces to put up around your house for three months, six months, a year, however long you like it. And then some people straight up say, oh, this one cannot move. I, I, my soul is in this this painting it needs to stay here and i'm like fine it's fine we'll take it out of the rotation yeah yeah that's pretty cool because it kind of mixes it up then it's like you know you don't have to go and repaint your house or anything like that because it's all yeah smart yeah i put out a list of what's kind of going back up again like these are going to be the ones that are going to be up for grabs again see what you like is there a new color wheel you're looking at this one's got some oranges and blues in it maybe Beautiful. <laughs> nice. Uh, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Superpower. Well, flying's pretty easy. X-ray vision, I don't know. That'd be boring. <laughs> what are you gonna do with X-ray? Oh, you're, yeah, your arm's broken. I can see it's broken. <laughs> uh, I mean, flying, I think, would probably be one of the best ones. The first one that popped in my head was some sort of Aladdin thing where you can give out wishes. Yeah. And then you, of course, hey, you got three wishes. What's your first wish? Unlimited wishes. Yeah. Done. <laughs> Done. It's, it's like New Year's Eve comes along every year. I'm like, oh, did you make your New Year's resolution? You're going to stop eating chocolate, you pig? No, no, actually, about 20 years ago, I made a New Year's resolution to never make resolutions again. Done. That's a that's a great resolution because yeah, I don't do them either. Because they never you never do them, so why put that pressure on yourself? Yeah, forget about it. (laughs) If you see a puddle on the ground, 
Do you walk around it, jump over it, or jump in it? Usually I jump in it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's not very often you're going to find me in a suit in some nice dress shoes. That would be the time that I would either be jumping over it or climbing over it or doing a cartwheel over it. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a puddle hopper for sure. Nice. I, I, I chase them in my car. I chase them in my truck. I chase them on my bike. I just don't chase them on my skateboard because then it becomes difficult. No, that would be pretty crappy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But definitely a puddle hopper. Yeah. Nice. I like that. I couldn't think of anything more fun than being able to just jump in the puddles and <laughs> go crazy. <laughs> oh, it brings back childhood stuff. Yes, I know. I know. At a party, where could someone find you? Probably being the keg master. <laughs> Finding the keg by walking in the back door instead of through the front door. And then, because you're going to meet the right people, you're going to find the owners of the party, introduce yourself, then take over the keg and uh, don't let anybody have any beer until they start playing really stupid games, which basically <laughs> makes them drink too much. <laughs> Just make people do ridiculous stuff that we, we used to do that all the time. That was always a lot of fun. Would you, if you had the choice, do it all again? the way that it's that you've done it so far totally Early? no regrets no. no i mean of course there's always little regrets you're you're, you're always going to have regrets of some sort but you learn don't you you grow from them you reckon oh for sure i mean i i only learn the hard way <laughs> if, if things are getting too easy and i'm becoming complacent then i know that something's wrong that's how it's always been Mm-hmm. it's always been like wow whatever whatever i'm doing right now is so difficult that's and i'd always step back and i knew that i was doing it for a reason yeah when it was easy it just i knew something was wrong yeah or something was about to go wrong <laughs> to make it more difficult again and then once again i would then re-emphasize upon myself that i am headed in the right direction oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, that's my questions. I want Perfect. To, I want to do some quick shots with you before we finish. Okay. All right, so yes, no, whatever, hot, cold, fire them at me. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Cat or dog? Oh, come on, dogs. <laughs> Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Summer or winter? Winter, all day long, all year long. I'm moving to Arcticlandia. What? <laughs> I'm just making it up. Somewhere that's cold, that's not Canada. <laughs> Roller coasters, do you love or hate them? Roller coasters, oh man. It's, uh, it depends on how many scones I ate. Because <laughs> usually I love them, but sometimes if they got something that spins too long in one direction, then it doesn't, doesn't treat me well. <laughs> But mostly love them. Mostly love them. Three items you'd take to a desert island. Um, ooh, desert island. Three items to a desert island. Oh, oh man, that's painful. Oh, see, I've got one for you. 
your safety vests packed full of everything. <laughs> That's oh yeah, there you go. Right, yeah. It's, uh, you get one vest <clears throat> packed full, the biggest wooden barrel of rum, <laughs> uh, a genie with a lantern, and uh, give me one fishing pole. That'd be good. Nice. Favorite song. Uh, let's just go with uh, maybe uh, Ramble On by uh, Led Zeppelin. Okay. Favorite movie? Uh, boy, there's a lot of good ones, um, but I'm pretty particular to Snatch. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Know that one? Yep, know that one. That was good. It's a Guy Ritchie. Yes, Guy Ritchie movie. Haven't seen a lot it. of people on it. Haven't seen it for a while, but... Uh, Jason Statham, Brad mm. Pitt, a lot of people in that movie. We were um, just talking to our 19-year-old about it, actually. Some of the movies that he hasn't seen, and that was one of them that we told him that he should watch. <laughs> so if you, so not that many people own DVDs anymore, right? No. But if you can find a copy of it, because you can watch it on Netflix and stuff like that, but only on the DVD had a, the button for subtitles. Uh-huh. For when Brad Pitt, is speaking it's it translates what he's saying because his what is it he's pikey is that what he they call him they call him pikey which is some sort of an uk yeah uh, uh what are they called wandering thing like a gypsy yeah, yeah that's it yeah so but his accent is so crazy but so <laughs> if you have the dvd you can actually turn the Turn it on so you can understand Brad Pitt and it cracks you up. It's like, oh, that's what he was saying the whole time. <laughs> great movie, great movie. It was. Favorite book? Oh, man. There's, there's okay, well, I mean, there's a lot of them. I, I like Hunter S. Thompson. Okay. So some of his books have always, are always, uh, uh, struck some nerves with me, which I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, but there was one that I read not that long ago. Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is <laughs> a really funny book. I've got that on my iPad and I started reading it, but I stopped reading. <laughs> You're just going to have to read the rest of it at some I'm point. I have to go back and read it because, yes, I did start when I was on the train one day, downloaded it and started reading it. But, yeah, never got back to it. So I quite like having the paper in my hands rather yes. than my iPad. So I kind of lose interest a bit more that way. Yeah, I get it. And then if Chelsea Handler got together with Tucker Max and they made a book, that I would I would be all over that book as well. Because <laughs> those two totally crack me up. Yeah. Introvert or extrovert? Ooh, I, I guess I'm extrovert. Mm -hmm. I can be an introvert if there's such a thing, but... I yeah, guess sometimes most... you can be both. Yeah. It, I mean, it's yeah. it's uh, situational. Yes. You can definitely tell by the vibe of what everyone else is feeling in the room of wh where you should be. Yeah. Unless alcohol's involved. <laughs> <laughs> then, we're, then we're all extroverts. <laughs> then I think people let some guards down, yes. It's definitely. Is your glass half full or half empty? That's also a tough one because I'm a realist. Uh, I prepare for the worst, but I hope for the best. Okay. 
Uh, one thing you'd never do again. Go scuba diving at the Great Barrier Reef with someone who says they know their brand new gear. <laughs> no. Because that partner did not know his brand new gear and my gear was broken. So I was depending on him and we ended up at uh, 2000 yards in the wrong direction <gasps> at a spot called Shark Mountain at midnight at oh. night. So by the time we actually went up to see where we we're at and there's no communication underwater, no talk, um, we couldn't see the ship. Oh dear. And we were completely surrounded by black tip sharks. <laughs> so he doesn't, he didn't admit to not knowing how to use his gear until we get back to the boat. He said he was really embarrassed. He wanted to wait until no one got bit. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so if someone's like, yeah, I got brand new gear. I know how to use it. I'm like, sweet, good. Cause you know, my company or something was broken on the stuff that I had. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> so I just jumped in the water with him and Never again. Oops, had to get rescued. Oh, oops, yeah, that's a big oh, yeah, that one. Like, what are you guys doing above Shark Mountain? <laughs> what, in the at midnight in the middle of the ocean, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, it's looking like a snack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the beautiful thing about black tips is that they wouldn't have not, they never would have even chewed on us unless we floated out there for like two days first. Yeah. And then they would have started picking at us. Mm hmm. So we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you had a warning label, what would it be? Um, oh man, uh, don't, don't laugh at him because he's only going to say more stupid things. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I've heard it many times. Like, no, no, don't laugh at him. It's going to just perpetuate him. Don't, no, don't give him any attention. Ah, the, the class clown. <laughs> kind of, but not really. My parents were both teachers, so I wasn't allowed to be the clown. Mm. And any little, little thing I would do in class, they knew about it before I got home. Sucks to be the uh, child of teachers, huh? <laughs> yeah, totally. Chasing around the house of the wooden ruler, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows you best? Man, it's going to have to be cross between my ex, uh, my buddy David, who's also a licensed surveyor, uh -huh. and my dad, maybe. Huh. It's got to be somewhere between those guys yeah they're the ones i've spent the most time with we've been inhaling each other's genomes for a long time so uh -huh. science <laughs> favorite subject in school not math <laughs> this this, this kind of dates me when i was in college i was bombing my math classes i mean calculus come on you, you can't expect me to be doing calculus at, at an eight o'clock in the morning in college, no eight in the morning classes were viable for anybody at this point. Nice. So I had to take this class called Introduction to the Internet oh. <laughs> to get around some of my math classes requirements. And I'm like, well, what in the heck's the internet? I've never heard of the internet. 
and they give me an email and I've never heard, I've never heard of that, never used it, but it was, it was very strange. This is a uh, 94, maybe 95. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, art obviously was probably, I, English was good. Mm -hmm. I, I almost had a major in English, I ended up with a minor. Okay. But English was good. My mom was an English teacher, so maybe that's where it came from. Mm -hmm. Creative writing was always fun. Yeah. Favorite childhood memory? Uh, man, a lot of those. Not stepping on nails. Um, <laughs> we, we used to do the craziest stuff. We used to uh, climb to the top of these giant Douglas firs and just throw ourselves out of them. What? Well, because we got really good at like, just kind of like landing in the bows and then rolling off one and hitting the next one. We would just kind of flip flop and pinball all the way down and then grab onto that last branch before you drop that last 10 feet. That is crazy. <laughs> we used to do this stuff all the time. Yeah. And then one time my buddy comes pinballing down on top of me, rest his soul, and lands on my shoulders laughing his ass off ha 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 i'm like looking up at him i got pine needles and pitch in my eyes i'm like get off my shoulders i can't hang on any longer he's just bouncing and laughing and you know he he, he wears me out i have to drop the 10 feet and crash and then of course he grabs out of the branch and so now he's hanging above me going ha ha, ha. <laughs> oh should be kids again huh <laughs> cheeky cheeky little monkeys yeah yeah Favorite food? Ooh. Um, I, I, God, that's a tough one too, but let, let's go with pizza okay. because I could put ice cream and chocolate and peanut yeah. butter on top of my pizza and guess what? <laughs> it's still pizza. So are you a, because I know that like you have these deep dish pie type pizzas or are you a nice flat pizza person? I am an equal opportunity stuff my <laughs> pie hole pizza eater. <laughs> They're all good. If you're talking deep dish, you're talking like Chicago. Yeah. Midwest. If you're talking, then there's some crazy different stuff that comes out of New York. Uh -huh. um, and some places, the uh, restaurants called Pagliacci's here in the Seattle area. They make that super paper thin. You pick it up and it just folds in half and you just watch the oil and grease drip <laughs> off onto your plate. I usually just kind of fold them up into a tube and, and, and just sometimes them <laughs> bash them face to face and just eat them like a sandwich. <laughs> Save the crust for later. We call it lumber. We could stack them up like you're playing Lincoln Logs, like you build a little log cabin. And then if you're still hungry, then go ahead and kill yourself on the carbs. Knock yeah. yourself out. What's the favorite topping that you put on it? Oh, man. So... I had to make it do a custom for many years until they finally figured it out and made their own. But it's like a, it's a pesto base, right? Okay. But I make them add red sauce because usually the pesto is just kind of like an oil and pesto base and that's about it. But I make them have normal red sauce mixed with the pesto, usually in clumps on top of the cheese, then throw some like artichoke hearts, sun-dried tomatoes. It doesn't even have to have meat on it and I'm happy. Okay. I know. Does that make me a man or an American? <laughs> you don't have to eat meat all the time. No, no. That red meat is, is rough on my body a little bit. Mm. High, in, high inflammatory. But doesn't mean I don't eat it. 
Yeah, you just I just try to avoid it. Later. I eat more chicken and fish. Yeah. Favorite drink? There's a lot of those out there too. <laughs> uh, if we're talking like booze drink, uh, summertime, I really like uh, the gin and tonic, the blue bottle, mm -hmm. the sapphire. Sapphire, yeah. That Bombay sapphire with the muddled limes. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could I could drink like a, a whole gas tank full of those in the summertime sometimes. <clears throat> but I really don't drink that much anymore. I stopped drinking while I was still in Tennessee. I yeah. just kind of just have a couple sips once in a while, like tonight, just for the fun of it. But I don't really drink that much anymore. Oh, that was just uh, to cut your nerves down a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, I don't know. Just It was more of a like, hey, it's Sunday morning over there. You're drinking tea. I'm like, it's like 10 o'clock here. I, I should, Saturday night. I should, I should have a beer. I should have a beer. <laughs> Peeve. What huh? annoys you? Your pet peeve. What annoys you the most? Probably people overusing the word literally. Oh, literally? <laughs> yeah, literally. I just said they overuse it. So, so many sentences. It's already a grammatic mess. <laughs> I know we're getting bogged down in semantics now. <clears throat> I apologize. Uh, but it, people overuse it and I had a problem with it, and I realized it was because of watching Rob Lowe, who doesn't love Rob Lowe, on that show, um, was it Parks and Development or something oh, like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he would say literally, that was his character, to say literally all the time, so it stuck in my head. And now I notice that everybody says it, when it doesn't even need to be injected into the sentence. Yeah. It just just take the word out and it's the same sentence you just sound stupid saying it all the time and then people misuse it i literally had to walk all the way up the hill in the snow and the sleep no you didn't actually you drove your mercedes up there you just didn't <laughs> like the snow uh that's my newest pet peeve there's always something that gets oh you. there's always gonna be something sometimes the, it's a human yeah well, <laughs> win the lottery or the perfect job i think i know the answer to that one Let's just go with the lottery. Yeah. Because you, you, you can oh. chase your job afterwards and yeah. not have to worry about it. Yeah. And then you could help everybody else living in the Yeah, that would be so much fun. <laughs> what would be really fun is you get a bunch of attache cases, right? Yeah. Smash as many $100 bills in there. So I think you can fit about fifty dollars to $100,000 in cash and $100 bills in your standard attache case. You How do it to a whole bunch of different... Uh, well, because I've practiced. So we... <laughs> So then you you hand it out to all your friends, but you don't give them the combination to the lock. <laughs> and say, here's your retirement. Have fun. <laughs> I just think that would be fun. That's cool. What's your biggest fear? Running out of money before I die. Mm. Favorite sport? Favorite sport? There's a bunch of them. I, I, oh, man. I mean, I like watching football, but I don't really care about sports. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would probably have to go with downhill skiing. That's, it's so much fun. I get so much gratification from hurling myself down powder hills, knowing that you're probably not going to hurt yourself too much. Yeah. Morning or night person? Morning. Okay. Even though I went with sunsets, I know. Yeah. I know, but I get so much more done in the morning at night. I'm just getting old. Yeah. So all of a sudden you're like, Ugh. 
it's nine o'clock. I should probably think about going to bed and I got to get up at four or something, you know? <laughs> so you get so used to getting up and the next thing you know, your body starts shutting down. Uh, I'm not a morning person. Proudest moment. Proudest moment. Um, so I have to give you a little bit of backtrack. When I was 17, I was in a really bad car wreck. I died. I saw the light, all this craziness. So when I got out of college, I didn't even use my degree and I immediately tried to be a firefighter. Yeah. I wanted to close this circle because firefighters saved my life. Okay. They had the jaws of life. They cut this car open. I was way at the bottom of the cliff. I was not driving. I was a passenger. Tree hit me doing 60 miles an hour. So it just knocked me out. And wow. then it went down a cliff, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. So I had this opportunity to be a firefighter finally mm -hmm. in Tennessee. Yeah. Because they were not hiring white males in Seattle for years. They had this diversity thing going on, oh, which, yeah. which is all good, whatever. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, come on. It's like, this is my dream. This is what I wanted to do. So I was like, nope, sorry. So uh, all those years later, so I kind of gave up on it. But then all these years later, I go to Tennessee and the county would hire anybody. I mean, I had a giant beard and really long hair at the time. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. You got a heartbeat. We'll take you. Let's do this. So we went through all the same professional training as every other firefighter anywhere. Mm -hmm. And they trained us all the way up to EMR even. Did uh -huh. everything. Got all sorts of certificates. And um, so the proud moment came in when I got called to really close to my house. So I jumped right out of my house, put the gear on because we were a volunteer. So we weren't hanging out at the station all the time. Yeah. I was like the third person on the scene right behind the ambulance and um it was it was a head-on collision on a little narrow road and the the speed limit is 50 so mm -hmm. that means they were you know that's like 100 miles an hour at least running into a brick wall so one car was in a volvo good to go brand new airbags but this this kid was in a little tiny chevy s10 and that thing looked like a crushed tin can wow. and we i was in charge of the huge jaws of life and all I was playing with all those big toys and we yeah. turned that truck into a convertible we tore mm -hmm. the top of that truck off and then we put a jack in the bottom and had to push the whole dash off of him and then we cut his seat and tore, basically pulled him out of the side wow. cut his door off and we just cut everything off that thing yeah. and we got him out on the stretcher and he was alive and still talking to us in shock obviously but uh we you know we handed him off to the next people and i was just kind of like wow. there we go i just closed yeah. that circle circle complete oh yeah i went home and i drank a little bit of whiskey and some moonshine to celebrate because <laughs> that is what you do in tennessee okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i felt great i had been trying to close that circle for many years so nice that uh, yeah, nice feeling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, how cool are you? Oh man, I have no idea. <laughs> you'll you'll never know what you look like through other people's eyes, you know. You never know. Just I'm sure if I can see a fly on a wall as many times, I'd be like, God, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll just put myself down the middle somewhere just because there's room for interpretation, I guess. All right. Dream car. 
I think I already drive it. What is it? Carrera. Okay. I always wanted it since I was like nine. So I got it in in 08. Okay. I've been driving her been driving her for a while. Nice. Favorite color. Somewhere in the cerulean blue family. Mm-hmm. Apple or Android? Still on the Android. <laughs> What's your star sign? Capricorn. Capricorn. Oh wait. Oh, is that is that what you're asking? Is that right? Capricorn? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Day after Christmas. Okay. So it's the, the fish and the goat, which makes sense because hiking, skiing, scuba diving, mm-hmm. they got like the kind of, it, it makes sense. Yep. Yep. Very cool. All right. I'm done. All right. We're done. <laughs> nice job. <laughs> Thanks for listening to me rambling for two hours. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> That's okay. <sighs> Thanks so much for coming on. It was so nice to finally meet up with you. Yes. Mm. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me and hunting me down. <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah. It was great interviewing you today, Peter. <laughs> talking about your Defining Boundaries awesome <laughs> podcast show that you do two or three times a week. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, so I guess some listeners. So before we go, Matt, um, do you have social media, any causes or anything that you want to promote at the end of the show? Causes, social media. Mm. Well, we have the safety apparel, the party chief is your best. Safety apparel is the company. The party chief is the best. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Matthew R. Stansbury. Instagram under the party chief survey vest. See, uh, Facebook, I think it's under the same thing. I don't know. I don't really pay attention oh, to Facebook. Social media, it's just getting... My, yeah, yeah, it's a nightmare to me already. <laughs> I just don't even like computers. So it was my <laughs> web guy who's like, you have to open up all this, we call it suicidal chlamydia, is what mm-hmm. we call it. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to open up all these accounts. So I opened up all these accounts. Tumblr, Twitter. Oh, gosh. I mean, Reddit. I mean, there's... And then I closed almost all of them. Yeah. And I'm like, what's this Instagram thing? This is kind of cool. <laughs> I'm like, it's just a pretty pictures and no one's like telling their sad story and nobody cares. And I like this one. And then when I started looking at my analytics on my website, which is through Shopify, it would tell me that like 80% of my business is coming directly from Instagram. Ah, awesome. So I was like, oh. Well, I guess I have to focus on Instagram. So that's yeah. all I do. I focus on Instagram. And right. it's still a limited amount of my efforts that mm-hmm. I have because computers, man. <laughs> <laughs> For those For the that most don't part, know, computers and that don't really get on very well. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Give me that machete. Put me outside. Yep. Thank you. Yep. They are a necessary evil. I do what I can. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's chat with Matt. Make sure you like, subscribe and leave a review. Catch you next week when I chat with Dylan Frank, Managing Director of Woomera Group. Defining Boundaries. 
with Peter Cox.